All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Come With KC. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Dr. Casey Sanders. And I'm Carrie Sanders. And we have a kick-ass episode today. Well, we have a guest and guest episodes are always my fucking favorite. Yes, they are. We know that we know that anytime that we've had guests on the conversations have been like super lighthearted Mm -hmm. and we've had some really, really fantastic people to go through. I mean, we've had we've had porn stars on. We've had PhDs on. So I feel like that just creates this wide spectrum in the the whole realm of sex and sex positivity and educating the public on kink friendly practices. So there was there was one thing in particular that people had reached out on mm-hmm. to to request from us and because of this this such a sharp rise in in erotic literature that we've seen and it may I mean it may be like a, a, a niche thing but we we see this like it's sharp everywhere rise. dude it's fucking it's everywhere. everywhere but then you know you ask and you shall receive so let's introduce our yes. guest and then <laughs> say you. how you found her <laughs> thank you for putting it short yeah no get to the I point tend to ramble you ramble it's okay dude. all right so today we are happy to welcome Romance author Shay Kuhn. Shay, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, it's, it's been a good day so far. It's we're, been a great we're day. Getting loose, you know, getting stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> but but the 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 way in which we found her, I really want you to say because you came home and you were so excited, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So <laughs> go the, into that. My excitement was driven by the fact that we had had so many people reach out to uh-huh. us saying, hey, you're all gonna get like an erotic author on. And we had, we'd been like putting it out there. Like we need to find someone that we can get on. Oh, here. the universe heard you real hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm taking our son to, to high school one day and we're driving in the car me and him are having a conversation uh-huh. and we pull up behind this vehicle and in front of me, it's just got this big, like Instagram handle on it. Yeah. And the Instagram handle was, it was Shay Coon author. And then it said, I think this is like dark romance on the, on the back of it. So this like, it's staring me in the fucking face. As the I'm universe driving. is, here you go. <laughs> it's like, here you go. And so I immediately picked up my phone and was like, we're just going to try this out. And I like popped up Instagram, mm-hmm. found your page, clicked follow and immediately sent a DM that was like, want to be on a show about sex? <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was an interesting way of getting in contact yeah. with us. It really was. Yeah, it's it's definitely making its money back, I guess. <laughs> so so go ahead and tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. I'm a mother and a wife. I <laughs> obviously I've been writing since I was little, um, about twelve years old. But it's all been dark, but it's mostly been like poetry or just mm-hmm. dark stories in general. Mm-hmm. And then just life got in the way, took a very long break, and then about. I'd say about six years ago, I started up writing another book, but this time I took a different twist with it and had it be a married couple rather than your usual, you know, instant love or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. And it was actually about a troubled couple that were having troubles hardcore, almost on the brink of divorce. And then they decided to bring a little kink BDSM into their life because she was desperate Mm -hmm. for some kind of change to, you know, she felt like she was the man of the house and you know just having to take care of the kids you know be the disciplinarian yeah and so they were having a troubled marriage and they introduced this into their lives did what the process you know the safe process mm-hmm. and so i just wanted to have a different twist and it took me four years to finish it and i was like what the hell i'm just gonna go ahead and publish it i published mm-hmm. it publisher came liked it so unpublished it republished it then <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> picked some stuff up and then republished it. But yeah, my my inspiration is you know Penelope Sky. She's she's the queen of dark romance, and I just loved how those particular genre or subgenre mm-hmm. gives you this just highs and lows. One time you you want to throw your phone because you're pissed because he's being a dick, mm-hmm. but the next he's bowing at her feet. You know, and mm-hmm. and so I I loved that roller coaster ride of just hating, absolutely hating the characters because they're mean or dickheads or something like that, to absolutely adoring them and falling in love and you know getting all worked up because they decided to be a little mean in the bedroom, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, where did you get some of the like BDSM inspiration for this story? Did you do like do research? Was it like personal experience? Like where? Like why did your mind go to that being the healing and the relationship in that story? Because it's a true story. It's okay. a true story between okay. uh, me and my husband. We many times we were on the brink mm-hmm. of divorce, and it was because uh, I was raised to you know don't depend on anybody, you know, mm-hmm. don't ever, especially a man, don't depend on a man, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. And it was very toxic. I found out because I wasn't, maybe I wasn't depending on him, but I wasn't letting him do anything. Oh, I was, yeah. I was the leader. I was the man. I was the everything. And mm-hmm. it was freaking exhausting. And, yeah. you know, he felt less than what he actually was. And so we just kind of discovered, and I said, look, I've never told a partner this, but fuck, I just want you to spank my ass when I'm mean, when I'm bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, it, yeah. it, it just centers you sometimes. And so mm-hmm. I, I was always into it. He was a little shocked by it, but I was like, I just, you know, if you're willing to go on this journey with me, you know, who knows what, what could happen. And we took the classes, the safety courses. I love um, that. Yeah. Everything like that. And he just, he blossomed. He, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it energized him. It, it made him feel more empowered. And me empowered, even being a submissive, you know, of course, mm-hmm. a submissive is typically the, the real one in control because you're the one that has the power to say stop, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was. it's based on a true story. I mean, the stuff in the book that happens later down, obviously, that's for sure. dramatic effect and kidnapping, blah, 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 you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. It's, it's for the majority of the book, it's it's a true story. See, that's that's so interesting to me because you you've it sounds like you not only on a personal note had that dramatic change within your life but then how did how was it being able to take that and put it on paper to be like all right i'm putting this out there for the world to see i mean to me that is i'm gonna put it like this to me that's erotic within itself yes unlike a personal being like i'm putting some very intimate things in here and i'm writing things in and i'm putting this out for the world to see and so they're getting a piece of me that is not something that everybody has gotten to see. So what was what was that like in that first like initial publication to be like, here it is. Let's talk about it. Actually, it felt good because my family, we are not shy about talking about sex. Good for you. <laughs> Except my dad, you know, my dad's like, oh my God. You know, but, <laughs> but other than that, we're not shy about it. And they've always known I've kind of had this, this kinky side and stuff like that. So they knew what the book was going to be about and mm-hmm. it meant, you know, started to mimic the change we were having. They they haven't read it <laughs> um, that far, but they're very proud and they have the book. Um, but yeah, it was just like, you know, what the hell? This is one, let me back up a little. Because of this, at the same time, there was this big phenomenon going with this certain franchise. Yeah. And I, it was getting a bit worrisome because it wasn't the truth. 
Yes. It's not at all the truth. <laughs> yeah. And now I am thankful to that franchise in a way because as we get into the interview more of, of why I think an explosion happened, I think there's it's not the explosion people think, but we'll get into that. But I was like, you know what? I'm trained. Both of us are trained. I'm going to put in some scenarios, actual scenes that have happened. Mm -hmm. And it felt good. One, I was getting it out on paper. I was reliving that moment, even though I could go if I want to, but I'm reliving that moment of release of hallelujah, you know? <laughs> and at the same time, it's like, okay, this is the correct way of doing it. Yeah. You know, don't, you can't do this, you know, yeah. and, and, but I did it in a way where it wasn't shaming anybody that, oh, you're doing yeah. this wrong. And so it was just a wonderful release to live it, to help others out to, you know, if you want the real thing, this is the real thing. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, so. See, that's always interesting to me because we've had a number of, of educators and, and people that have, that have said that very same thing. Mm -hmm. And of course we all know which franchise we're talking about. But whenever people that are actual sex educators, actual therapists that have done the work behind this, that come out and be like, look, what you're seeing is that's that's not what this is. There's there's you know violation of consent going on. Mm -hmm. There's coercion going on. There's all these like negative aspects that's being presented in a way. That and it got like glammed up. Yeah. Which yeah. were like it, it, it's a beautiful thing, but consent is is the number one in all of in all of this and that is something that those franchises happened to do was remove consent and and so as well as it was to like bring up this beautiful topic i'm glad that we have authors kind of going through and and someone that is educated like yourself going through and writing what these scenes can actually be and what they should be uh and i think that's actually what literature has been been lacking you know yeah Especially yeah, in, in romance, because I, I didn't grow up reading any of this stuff as like a fucking cis hetero male. I was not. This is not something that was like, hey, check this out. Yeah. All right. But I know that you had talked about being exposed to. Oh, I would steal romance. my mom's books and they were all like, you know, like vampires and, you know, which that was hot as shit. But I I remember like in these books and like reading them and, and then my mom like finding him in my room and her being like, are you? Are, are you good like you are you okay to read this and I was like mom I've read like all of them I'm totally fine but but I that was one of my curiosities was like I remember it being a thing back in the day and we all know the novel covers right with like the muscular yeah. man and like the shirtless wind with jeans on and long like, hair and the girl folding over his arm you know and and like I remember those right it's like but Zool and Ghostbusters right <laughs> Yeah. That is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> but but then there was almost like a silence. And and maybe those books were still being out there and maybe I just wasn't privy to it at the time and maybe those was a different part of my life, but I felt like it was really popular and then it like slowed down mm -hmm. and then now here we are and just these are like gained massive popularity. Yeah, I want the insider view on this cuz you being you being the the author that you are, I'm sure that you have something to tell us about like kind of what is what the landscape looks like in terms of uh, of erotic literature over the years. Well, I know it started out still even though the franchise that started kind of this and that's the thing is I don't think it brought new people to the genre or this phenomenon, mm -hmm. I think what it did is it just opened people up to say, oh, okay, well, this kind of stuff is making waves. Maybe I can be a little more open 
with mm-hmm. my reading, yeah. you know, what I like to read and stuff like that. Um, yes, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Ignorant people took it too far. That's where the danger came in. But I think it did also just let people feel a little more relaxed with what they like to read. And then yeah. as more and more came in, and then us darker people started coming out more and more. Uh, and so I don't really think it wasn't there. It just was quiet, something you did yeah. in the background. You know, it was a, something to be ashamed of, your guilty pleasure. And I think now it's just, it just exploded when people are like, I'm, I don't feel guilty about this anymore. I, yeah. You know, this is, I'm open with my, you know, my sexuality. I'm okay with beast on human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, but, and I think people realized and started to accept, okay, guys, this isn't, it's not porn. It's it's a fantasy and when you stop trying to make your husband or your significant other or your partner that fantasy Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think people started to understand okay this is just something it's it is literature i know some people still consider it you know porn or you know just oh i can do that no you can't no you can't because (laughs) it's it's a very sensitive subject because there are tons of triggers that you know, people aren't okay with, oh, you're being punished, so I'm going to whip you. Yeah. They're not okay with that. So you have to be aware of that. But at the same time, you have to write what what is in your mind. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes also you have to write to market, which I hate that phrase, but it's true. If, yeah. if your market that you're following, you know, is not, not really into BDSM and stuff like that, mm-hmm. most likely you're going to lose them. And that's fine. That's fine. You Mm got to do what you got to do. But like this was this whole new taboo ban that they want to do. Don't read it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we most, if not all dark romance authors that I've come across put a warning and we get very specific, you know, kidnapping, Mm -hmm. slavery. Mm -hmm. I actually work with a non, non human trafficking organization. Mm -hmm. I, I volunteer and I'm, on the front lines. So when that stuff happens in my books, those people are never going to win. Yeah. I actually tell the truth of some of the process. Some you can't tell everything that's violation, but Mm -hmm. I go through that process. And so I know, listen, you guys, you need to understand there's kidnapping in here. There's slavery in here. There's, you know, whipping in here, there's consensual, you know, or what do they say? What is it called? Semi-consensual or something like that. Forced consensual Consensual non-consent. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I let them know because for some people that is very, very hot. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people it's not. And so you, you gotta be careful, but Have you ever had an editor like come to you and tell you like, "Mm, you gotta take that part out. That might've been a little too much. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, like, um, oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's why i don't have editors anymore okay <laughs> fair. that's why that's Love why that. my book my books you'll see probably little you know mess ups here and there because i i just dropped all my editors i opened okay. my own, i started my own publishing company where it's just mm-hmm. kind of bare bones we do the best we can to edit it but yes i had one that completely turned my book into a manual <laughs> oh <laughs> the way they edited it was awful took my voice out completely and then the publisher i was with yeah um got it <laughs> we hear you loud and clear. got it got it yeah they they definitely take your 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 voice along with everything else so yes i i don't do editors anymore okay um, i'm i'm well 
old enough, <laughs> cognizant enough and experienced in marketing and writing, to, you know, all that enough to know, don't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. this isn't going to work. This is a, right now the, the climate is not in that, you know, that that's just not where we're going right now. I know what my strengths are. I am not a, you know, male, male or same sex writer. I'm, I'm just not strong in that. I'm not a fantasy sure. writer. I am trying, but I will do my research. I'll talk to a fantasy writer or I'll talk mm-hmm. to a same sex writer mm-hmm. because the last thing I want to do is insult anybody, sure. yeah. you know, and, and especially with same sex, it, you have to be careful with that, you know, and stuff Absolutely. like that. So I'm going to respect those authors and what they do. Cause I, I wrote one short story and it was only because I love the characters and I wanted to give mm-hmm. them their own story. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Like if I've yeah. never cooked fish, I'm not going to write book about cooking <laughs> fish, you know, like, and I get that and I respect that. So, and, and because there are some times that I've like read books and I'm like, do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> so I honestly, I find a lot of, I find a lot of respect in that. And it does seem that you pull a lot of from your books, from personal experiences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what makes it more authentic and more real and then more relatable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, it's, it's interesting that you talk about like fantasy and all that stuff because there is a, a, will remain unnamed, but very, very popular romantic fantasy series that's been floating around for the past like year or two. What's really, really interesting to me is that I like to listen to what people that are like fantasy authors or critics <laughs> say about these kind of things. And a lot of times they trash them so hard and I get it. Like that's part of their job is to, is to critique it and all that, Mm -hmm. but they like pick these things apart and I'm reading them going, Ooh, stuff that hadn't occurred to me before. So I can imagine it can be difficult, especially whenever you have like you're building in the romanticism and trying to appeal to certain audiences Mm -hmm. while maintaining true to like your, your, your world you're creating can be a super difficult thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I've been fortunate enough. You'll if you go on mine, there's not a lot of reviews. Um, because I don't send out arcs, I don't send out beta reads because mm-hmm. that is just going to kill my drive. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter if you get five hundred to a thousand good reviews, there's gonna be somebody who wants to be a dickhead and just I'm gonna make sure I gave you a one star review. Oh, thanks, appreciate that. Yeah. You know, and and it'll I think I got one. Oh my gosh, there's so much BDSM in this book. It is classified as a BDSM erotic novel. It's the fucking point. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm so like, funny. and they're like, well, I thought it was suspense. Well, there is, but it's labeled BDSM to protect you. So mm-hmm. you know this is coming. But yeah, I, I I just don't even bother with the reviews. I know it doesn't help when you when you barely see any reviews on a book. They're like, oh, it must not be that good. Well, it is what it is. I'd, I'd rather have you wonder about it than mm-hmm. see all these people just being completely ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody's, not everybody's going to like my books. You know, I, it's, it's not I mean, you're, sp- yeah, you're speaking to two people that are in the service industry. <laughs> We get it. <laughs> and that has nothing even to do with our podcast. Like right. you're a chiropractor. I'm a hairdresser. We are service people. Mm-hmm. We understand reviews, right? Like I'm a blonde specialist. And when people come at me and they're like, you made me too blonde. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's in my title, you know? So I, I can absolutely relate to that. I a hundred percent understand what, what you're talking about. And, and I did kind of want to switch gears just a, a little bit. You, you had mentioned you know, being married, 
having children, this is something that's very close to me. I, you know, I'm married, I have children and, and we run a sex podcast. So I want to ask you, how comfortable are you talking with your kids about what it is that you do? I mean, it's, I don't get into the down and dirties, but Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they're fine with it. I mean, it's inspired my daughter to write a fantasy series, obviously. Young fantasy. (laughs) Leaving it at fantasy. Young (laughs) fantasy. And she's asked to read some of the books because one of the characters is based on her personality. Very, very. Uh Lizzie is based off my daughter's personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, my... I don't really ask much. I'll tell them about scenes like Mm -hmm. action scenes or something like that. You know, I did honestly ask my son a question about same sex, you know, male and male, same sex, you know, situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously not the kink part, sure. but I did because my son is homosexual and he's, he's like, well, you know, I don't know about that. That I'm like, okay, okay. But no, they're, they're fine. And I told them, you know, guys, I'm not going to go with a pen name. I'm going to put it on the back of my car, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're like, Care people are going to know what I do and you guys need yeah. to know what I do. And- well, and that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Like you've just, you've always left it being like an open conversation. You haven't like hit it from them. Have you ever had a situation where like a friend of theirs was like, Oh, your mom does this, you know, like, have you ever been introduced to that situation? No, actually my, some of my, he's 16. So some of okay. my son's friends have actually asked to read mm-hmm. some of my books and I am like, it is 18 and older. <laughs> you need to talk to your mom. I'm I'm not your parent. Right. You know? and, I'll send it to you in two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess I guess my son's snuck one to him. Uh-huh. And and they're reading it at school. Like he takes mm. a picture of him reading it at school. I'm like, oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> Get me in fucking trouble. Right. Oh well. The school it, district that we're currently in is already on edge. So Yeah, seriously. Exactly. Where we're at, don't let them see that book. <laughs> the good thing is, is all my covers are pretty discreet. You know, that's and good. So it's, it's not it's like, not the naked woman falling in the arms of exactly. a beast, you know. Exactly. And so no, we don't it's it's pretty much I oh mom's going to write her book. Yeah. It's like it's nothing at all here. And that's super relatable to us. I mean, we're not like, hey, kids, come look at our wall of dildos. They know that they exist, but we're not like indulging within that. And they know our podcast room like we got curtains up. It's shut every day. It, you know, locked when it has to be. But I think it's important to have discussions with your children to let them know who you are and and what you do and, and your true self, I guess. But I love finding other parents that have the ability to be just as open. And I honestly, like, I applaud you for that. I think it's amazing what you do. You put your sticker on the back of your car, like people know what you do. And I think that's amazing. Well, I will say, I, I think the first problem I ever person only really is when I first started this process, I of course designed my own covers and I was looking at pictures they were fully clothed but or they had their shirts off you know and i'm looking at picture after picture what i'm seeing is art what i can Mm -hmm. use on my cover of course if a little you know my little girl walks in and she sees half naked guys Mm -hmm. and she's offended for her father mom why are you looking at those daddy wouldn't like that i said baby daddy knows (gasps) you know and and to her i realized wow okay this could really make her think that you know mommy's being yeah. bad or why is mommy looking at other men that's not right I have you know the uh, calendar up with 
uh, Wonder Egg era's models. I mean, you can see Andrew in the back. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do have those. So I had to sit down and explain to her, no, I think your daddy is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, your daddy's my man. He, I would never, I said, honey, I don't see a naked chest and sexy. I don't see that. I see what will sell on my book. I am, you know, I said, this is nothing that I want. I have what I want. And so she finally started Mm-hmm. realizing that oh okay okay and and just ex- seeing how I treat her father that he mm-hmm. is yeah. the one I find sexy in but that was the first time that I would step back and I was like okay wait a minute yeah you know and I had to kind of get my own room and stuff like that and lock it not lock it but you know let her know and if she comes in and I am looking at you know I looking up a new toy or something like that to use in a book or something you know, I'll shrink it and stuff like that. But that was the one thing that kind of broke my heart a little bit. But then mm-hmm. just taking her through the process of what it meant and everything. See, we had we, we have similar things like that happen. The way that we love to, to do it is that for us, it opens up a conversation. And this is for, for me specifically. I won't speak for Carrie on this, but whenever, you know, their kids are seeing any of our stuff and, and they do have that same mentality of like, wait a minute, you know, why are you looking at this over here or whatever mm-hmm. it may be? Our response typically to that is like, you need to understand for these kids where our, and I, and I would not, they don't say this to them, but where our arousal lies, like where our loyalties lie, what we've decided. And that allows us to open up conversations about relationship structures, structures with them mm-hmm. and be able to say like, look, there's, there's like arousal is not a, a controllable thing. Arousal is not something that you're like, I choose to be aroused by this person, this okay. person alone, and that's all there will ever be. Mm-hmm. We don't have control of that. It's a natural response. It is the actions associated with that that actually makes the person. So that, for me, I'm like, that opens an opportunity for, to talk with my kids and be like, what you need to understand about something that you might be seeing over here that does not change the relationship dynamic that me and your mother have. What it mm-hmm. does do is allow us to explore fantasies. And allows us to have open conversation that not non-judgmental because our effort is to try and do things like decrease the divorce rates. Our mm-hmm. efforts are try to instruct people about relationships and the various structures and the various sexualities and the various everything that exists in the world that people ignore in favor of a box. Right. So I, I can get on, I can get on board with that, and I love the fact that you've got like your characters in the background hanging up on the walls. <laughs> well, he's he's that's that's he has honestly become like a brother. Like, really? Yeah. At first, it was like, oh, he's all over these covers, and I'm like, oh, he's so handsome, you know. And then I got actually like messaged him, hey, love your work. Just left it that. Never expected mm-hmm. to hear, hear from him. He was blowing up my DM. Oh, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And That's we became cute. really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm now when I read a book and he's on the cover, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I know him way too much for this. I'm like my brother. Right. Uh, oh. So I do. I have to picture somebody else. Same thing yeah. with Wonder. Wonder is he's 70 years old and absolutely gorgeous. But he's in when he's in the books and he's daddy. I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Uh, you have to like separate the character. Like I do. Create, I, like, like, a... I like using the cover as my image for this mm-hmm. person, yeah. you know, especially when my brain just ain't working and I can't. And then I got to know more models and got to speak into more models, mm-hmm. you know, you know, all this. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't read it's, anything it's, anymore. 
just pulling the veil back and being like, damn it. <laughs> exactly. Because then you find out how sweet they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't. They're actual person. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They wouldn't spank their girlfriend, let alone whip them with a belt. Yeah. Like, well, so then that actually brings up a question for me. Do you have any favorite erotic scenes that you've written that you're just there in some of the like your top that you can be like, if I were to show someone that wanted to see some of my deepest stuff, this is the thing I would show them. I would say it actually comes from a short story, um, Translucent. Mm-hmm. I, it is about a BDSM club where it, it's a spinoff of another book. And she's a submissive. Her ex comes back, realizes she's at that club, and he hides who he is. And they do actually electro mm-hmm. play. Yeah, yep. we've experienced with that. Yep, yeah. we've experienced that. <laughs> but my favorite was when they did fire play. You know, he mm-hmm. did the alcohol. And and I liked that because it is one of the more extreme practices. Yeah. So you have to be real careful. Oh, for so sure. So I made sure, you know, I because we haven't done it in a while, but went back and went over my safety stuff, make sure I didn't mm-hmm. put in something that was going to be, you know, incorrect and get somebody mm-hmm. killed um, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. So that was one of my favorites, even though that book has barely been read because it is a short story. That is, that's one of my favorite between the electro play and the fire play. Um, I'm not big on, you know, blood play, but I do use it sometimes mm-hmm. as a, a power, like she's yeah. showing that, I accept you for who you are kind of situation. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's like that. Like he's, he's masked. He won't show who she is. Of course she's smart. She knows who it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why she just gives herself fully. And these are two things that she's been craving, but none of her doms would do. They were just mm-hmm. not okay with it. And he did it for her and he just did it perfect. And so I like those. Those are my, those are my favorite. Okay. So are you writing anything currently? I'm writing two. I am writing my mm-hmm. first fantasy. It will be on a different name just because it's, mm-hmm. it's usually good to um, separate your fantasy with your other ones. Okay. And then I'm writing Archer, which is about a female assassin. It's kind of like a, a John Wick meets dark romance. Mm, okay. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. And I think it's one of the first, uh, in dark, especially in dark romance, I, it's kind of more of a thriller. But anyways, it's going to have a descendant of the Sioux Nation. So he is Native American beautiful oh, cool. native american so that comes a little bit from my my heritage and stuff like that so yeah we're gonna bring them two together and but yeah it's it's almost done but i'm going slow on it because i want to make sure i get the the ethnic experiences and, mm-hmm. and you know tribal rituals and stuff like that into it accurately and, it, yeah. and it's actually inspired by a, a cherokee fable Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it kind of helped start the fantasy romance that I'm writing. So. I love how much attention to detail seems to be important to you. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm really picking up on that, and I love that. Yeah, I <laughs> my stories aren't long um, compared mm-hmm. to most, but the most feedback I've gotten from the, the trusted people I do ask to read my book is that my books are short and sweet. And they don't understand how I'm able to fit so much detail and world building mm-hmm. in it when it's so short. And I'm mm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm texting. I'm like, let's just get to the point. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you're speaking my language. That's right. one of the reasons that sometimes I struggle with reading fantasy books mm-hmm. because I'm like, you just described a tree in five pages and I can't, I can't 
Yes, that's Lord of the Rings. Thank don't you for understanding my reference. You dare trash but me. I just can't. <laughs> I, 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 you are going. I am too a type. Like I got shit to do, and so if you're dragging out, uh, unless it's like a very hot sex scene, if yeah. you're dragging out, you that's killing... the area, areas where you can you can take the yes, out. you will have my undivided you can, attention. You can have five pages of describing someone's penis. Yes, but <laughs> 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 I don't want to hear about your goddamn tree in the front yard. Okay, but, it's but in honestly, of a tree, right? <laughs> but but I do appreciate that though, because in a lot of times, like I I will admit, I'm not a huge reader because. No, I read to you. <laughs> you do read to me, and I love that. And and we have a lot of fun when you read to me, but. Like it's sometimes the details do get to be a little too much for me. And so if uh, like, as soon as you said they're short and sweet, man, you drew my attention immediately <laughs> because that does speak to me where I understand that some people want that like long and drawn, long and drawn out, but it's good to hear that there are other options aside from what I feel like some fantasy stories can be. Well, and they can even some of my favorite authors, well, I don't, I don't call it um, so much details as it's just a lot of filler. And I, yeah. I have, sometimes I come, come out feeling that, okay, they're just doing this to fill up pages because honestly they're writing to market. And so the more mm -hmm. pages you read, the more they get paid. Yeah. Don't know for sure if that's what they're doing. That's why I'm not naming any names, but sure. I, I, I will give, I will, that just frustrates me. And, and even with the sex scenes, if they're too long, I, maybe I'm, I've read so many and I, I am experienced in, you know, the BDS, you know, I'm just like, guys, I don't need to know how many times he thrusts. Just let's go. Yeah. You know, just get it. You know, it, it can still be beautiful and quick and realistic. Come on. Mm -hmm. it, okay. He's not going to eat you out for an hour. Okay. <laughs> he's just, yeah. if, he's, if he is, he sucks at it because you should right? have already floated a million <laughs> times by now. And so I'm just like, stop with the filler. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, if it takes two pages to describe one room, I'm skipping over those pages. Yeah, yeah. You already lost my attention. Yeah. I'm gonna jump forward to you're done, and we're all right. Now like, we're okay, I got it. All right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I can get on board with a lot of that because I do read a lot of fantasy, mm -hmm. yeah. and there's a, a lot of it. I mean, on the one hand, it's like you're trying to build a world, mm -hmm. and you have to have rules associated with that entire world because you're creating an, a, a compartmentalized universe. And it has to be like, here's everything that goes along with it. But to be able to have somebody take the other side of that coin and go, okay, I get that. That's cool. And that's that's well done. And you know, enjoy your time doing that. To be able to have it concise and be like, look, I'm going to give you what you're waiting for. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that you're all reading this because you're looking for certain things. Let's let's hit those points. So I'm going to decrease the amount of like exposition we're going through and give you like <laughs> really good shit. Yeah, just trim here. the fat, guys. Just trim the fat. <laughs> It's a little too much. Well, in fantasy, you can definitely get away with it because it, yeah. like you said, it is, it, it's expected from fantasy readers is you have to build this whole entire world. That's why mm -hmm. with this fantasy, I'm not going extreme. Yeah. Fantasy. Like it's, he can shape shift. Okay. Let's just work on that. Got it. That's it. Not, not this magical world. It's based in this, this world now, which is he happens to be able to shape shift. <laughs> There you go. Okay, so because I know I will be like, I'm so bored with my own book. Yeah. I will just go. So, so then I actually had another question as as for you as a writer. Whenever it comes to crafting different words to describe scenes, do you ever find that exhausting to try to do it in different ways? Because the where I've seen it in the past, where people are describing, say it's a sex scene, and they're trying to describe someone's 
penis. And they're using, they're trying to come up with like different ways to do it. Is, is, do you find it easy to come up with like creative new ways to describe the actions and things that are happening? Or does it, you find it get it repetitive and then it becomes like, shit, I don't know what to say. Or like, like I said, throbbing a hundred times. <laughs> what else can I say? Like how many times are we going to hear throbbing member? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've ever used throbbing. <laughs> well, now we got a new one for you. No, I'm just kidding. That one's no, overused. Because, because you're right. It's overused. Throbbing, throbbing. Oh my gosh, that is. That to me reminds me of the old Harlequin. That was throbbing member. Exactly. You know, really, I I just stay in a way kind of technical. Like I don't use penis in her vagina. Yeah. But I use, you know, cock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, usually I use that cock for European if, if he's Italian. Because that is going to be more of what they use. Okay. If he's Texan, like my Marin House series, they're going to most likely say dick. Okay. <laughs> so you try okay. to keep it true to how like the, the language of the culture might. might yeah. Be. You're so technical and I love that. <laughs> well, and I mean, I there's an actor, Jacopo Ricciati. He's okay. an Italian actor and he did Girls to Buy with Giulio Baruffi. And so I talked to him and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask these difficult questions, but you were in this movie. So I figured, so I asked him, you know, what would an Italian say? Would he use this word? And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay. And, but yeah, if, if it's European, most likely they're going to use like cunt or okay. know, something like that. Yeah. Texan, they're going to say dick and pussy, you know, they're going to be real, you know, I don't do the whole, I ain't, I ain't, because I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When people try to write Southern Larry, I'll talk like they ignorant. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I try to do that, but it's I picture it in my head, or if it was a scene that I did with my husband, I just remember it, and I guess that to me it just seems technical because I'm just writing what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. yeah. and again because I'm not dragging it on, there's really no time or no need to like, name it different things, yeah, and stuff like that. Now, if I've noticed that maybe pussy's been used a couple of times i'll say sex or her tight canal or okay something like that if, yeah. if it's overused yeah I'll, I'll do something like that definitely okay see i appreciate that I, that's that's been like a question of mine for a while is like how does a writer come up with the various words they're going to use i just imagine like things. a thesaurus is your best friend you know like <laughs> yes. it has to be there's a special <laughs> there's a special dirty thesaurus and everything it, yeah it, it, when i first started it's like the wikipedia of dirty talk <laughs> it is it is. And it does help you. I mean, I'll look up how do the French, you know, mm-hmm. say or address a penis or, you know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> See, I, I'm learning new things. I'm going to go find this. I'm going to just look up all sorts of words to use in the bedroom. Yeah. The sex. With the, the I'm going to get real serious. Too. <laughs> all of a sudden his vocabulary grows when we're in the bedroom. Don't say that. It might actually grow further. <laughs> It's fine. I'm going to start calling it your throbbing cock. You would never hear me say don't. It's very true. Well, so it's interesting you said that because you said that uh, that you spoke to an Italian actor who said they would they would probably say cock over dick or something like that. That Was that because, I, I as I understand, you had written a, a series about, it was, it was a mob series, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit of a twist on the Italian mob, uh, Roma, or sorry, not the politically term correct, Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually was based on true events uh, that my grandmother went through. Uh, she she lived in an area of town that her family was a bit connected, and there was a band of Roma that would come every month 
uh, down this road. And of course they lived kind of out in the farmland and stuff like that. And they would, she would have to hide because they would come looking for child brides for their, mm. their oh. sons or, or their daughters or what mm-hmm. like that. And so they always preferred dark hair and light eyes. And that's what she was. And so she would always have to hide because otherwise if you didn't offer them up, you know, they'd offer you something like, I'll do something for you. Give me your daughter, blah, 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 to marry my husband or my son. They would hide and, or they'd come and get them. If they knew you had them, they'd just come. Yeah. Get them. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that got inspired. And then I met these three older gentlemen. I was at a coffee shop and these three older gentlemen were sitting there talking Romanian to each other. I'm just watching. And the story just plays out in my head. And I go over to him. I was like, hi, what's your name? <laughs> and one of them is Idris, which ends up being Emiliano's father. And so it just, yeah. And it, I, I didn't want to, I couldn't get every word right in Italian. So I did my best, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. Google's good. Sometimes it's not. But yeah, I tried to talk to him as much as possible between his, his movies and modeling and all that. And I was just like, I need help. I don't, is this true? Mm-hmm. Is this a stereotype? Yeah. Is this going to be rude? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And he was like, yeah, that's a stereotype. That's not true. Or, oh yeah, that's a, that's a stereotype, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then I already knew uh, kind of the mob, like I said, um, my grandparents were connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I knew those stories and, and kind of the details of what it meant and everything. So Okay. Well, so we, we've seen, as we said, we've seen this like explosion or at least on the, from the outside in, yeah. we've seen yeah. this explosion of like erotic literature. It's be, I love the way that you had said it because this is true of the entire sex positivity movement is that it's becoming like, or okay to be like, this is what I'm into sexually speaking. Right. It's no longer something where everyone has to be like, no, we don't talk about that. Cause we've mentioned this before on our show is that we both grew up in sex, like neutral households, yeah. essentially. Didn't really get much of an education on it. It was more of like, we just don't talk about it. And so for us, it had all been, you know, it had all been Dr. Ruth and it had been real sex. It had been taxi cab confessions. It had been like all these shows. Stealing my mom's books. Yeah, (laughs) Like early porn online kind of thing where it would be 10 minutes an image. And that kind of stuff. Well, that was that was more of our sex education. So it's been this really, really interesting change to see in the last probably 10 years or so to watch sex positivity start to blow up and people be able to be like, no, I'm open about who I am and what I enjoy on both on my sexuality level, as well as just a level of who I am in terms of sex. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really, really cool to see. And I would imagine as an author, you're like, well, this is cool for me too, because now people (laughs) are talking more about my work. Yeah. And I I like, I, I always tell people I cannot write a meek female character. Yeah. You know, the ones that's like, oh, he's so hot. I'm just going to let him do whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, I've tried because at the time that was marketing. That's what people wanted. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't, I just can't do it. I can't let him talk to her like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I was really happy. It wasn't the niche thing at the time, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I, I liked being able to show women, look, she's still a strong character and she's going to tell him to stick it up his ass if he's in, you know, in the wrong or mm-hmm. insults her in some way, but at the same time, it's okay for him to be a man and her submit. It's okay. Submission is not giving up and being a doormat or a dog to kick. Mm-hmm. Right. It's okay to let. Yeah, there's him. a lot of control in being submissive. Yeah, it 
it's okay to let a man be a man with his instincts of protection and yeah. and and dominance and stuff like that. And it's okay for you to let yourself be a little bit vulnerable and you know stuff like that because it's wonderful. Women are empowered. That that's absolutely wonderful, and I, I good for them. But at the same time, don't take somebody else's power as well. So it's okay to have this push and pull that satisfies mm-hmm. your sexual desires or it you know if it works better when you the woman takes it off her shoulder and says look just take this i I need you to take this Mm -hmm. it's okay you don't have to feel like you're less of a empowered woman because you gave your significant significant other power Mm -hmm. quote-unquote power it's okay and so that's the kind of tie i wanted to because if if you ever read for his own protection she is a female security agent protecting a man of course, he doesn't want anybody protecting him because, you know, he's a man and blah, blah, blah. But he, through the entire book, the only reason he disrespects her at any time is because he thinks she's some privileged, you know, because they're loaded, you know, or, mm. but they weren't always like that. So that's the only reason he ever disrespects her. But when he comes to a woman and her power as his protector, yes, he wants to protect her and he even knocks her out of the way to protect her. Mm-hmm. But she gets up in his face and it's like, you know, look, asshole, I'm here to protect you. <laughs> and so I wanted to write that kind of dynamic. It is okay to submit to each other. And women, it is okay to submit. And you still yeah. are a powerful person. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the shift that we've seen, right? Culturally speaking, is that we see that women empowerment has been this, this huge, huge topic. And it, there's there's a clash that, that we yeah. see. We talk, we've talked about this in private a lot mm-hmm. is the fact that um, the way that boys are instructed to grow up, the whole thing of never asking for help, the whole thing of that you must be masculine, the whole thing of that you must push down you emotions. Can't cry. That's you're not allowed is. to cry because yeah. you're a pussy if you do and all that kind of stuff <clears throat> versus the, the women who are told that you're supposed to be the caregiver and you're supposed to sacrifice your own emotions and your own mm-hmm. self in order to please the people around you. So there was that message. And then we have women's empowerment, which is like, be your own person, be independent, be a boss ass fucking bitch, mm-hmm. which is an amazing message to have to people. Mm-hmm. But what we do see is that what the culture, what, what, what people tend to do is we go from one extreme to the other yep, and it just yeah. bounces back and forth. And you have a lot of people that are able to find the balance yeah. which is like that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, everything goes on this big shift of going one one side to the other, to one yeah. side to the other. So I love the fact that you talk about that. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a, like you, can, you can be powerful. You all can also make the conscious choice the to be like, what I want is to submit to you. And yeah. I'm giving you that permission. I'm not giving you my power exactly. at all. I'm giving you my permission. In this to scene. Do this. To, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm telling you, I had so much pent up, like, I didn't know there was so much on my shoulders Mm -hmm. until I released it. And it, like, literally, it sounds so dramatic, but it literally felt like I was floating. Because he's like, yeah, why didn't you tell me? Of course I'll take that. I thought you just wanted it. I thought you liked doing this stuff, you know, this Mm -hmm. whatever, making sure this was done right, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, take it. (laughs) And I was just like... No, I don't got nothing to do. Woo-hoo! You know, <laughs> you know yeah. so it, it's it's an amazing feeling to share awesome. that. Well, I think we're we're coming up on time. Do you have any more questions? Dang, are we really? Yeah, yeah, easy to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you had you were, you had something you no, were on the verge of saying. I mean, I did have one more question, and it does kind of tie into into something maybe a little bit differently. But I love to to ask people in your shoes like this, like what other authors 
like to to read? Like who have has some of the inspiration in your life to to have the confidence to sit down and and write what you do? Well, when I was younger, it was definitely Anne Rice. Um, okay. I know that's I think Anne Rice is the one that wrote the vampire books that I read. Interview with a vampire, yes. And it's okay. like that. Yeah. I no, remember they, that they, name. they didn't have any sexual aspects to it, really. No. Anything, I, I remember that was, name, but it's, it's, not, it's, it's not what you're it's thinking. not who I was thinking of, it's but not. I do remember Anne Rice. Right. I remember my mom reading uh, reading The Inner of the Vampire and all that. But even before that, it was Emily Dickinson, again, dark. So oh, I guess yeah. I always stuck, you know, <laughs> and I did read the franchise we were talking about earlier. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. It whatever. I'm I'm very disappointed in that aspect. Yeah. But but I get what she's doing. But then I, I ran across Penelope Sky and Pepper Winters. Again, Penelope Sky to me is the queen of dark romance. Mm-hmm. And she touches on some pretty deep, dark ideas. But she it's always redeemable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you, you have to be ready to read her stuff because you are absolutely going to hate it at the beginning. You're going to be so angry. I can't believe she's writing this. How does she think this is okay? And then if you just stick with it, you're like, mm-hmm. this is magical. This, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but personally, as a mom, you have to you have to be calm. You know, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have mm-hmm. to be a certain way. And so when it was time for me to relax and I've had to hold in all these emotions, try not to yell at my kids, try not to yell at my husband or whatever, yeah. I can read these and feel all that without saying a word. I can feel the rage I want to release. I can feel the sorrow, everything. And that for me is what Penelope Sky did and why she, I mean, I get chills talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) She honestly, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do this for others. One, it's entertaining and freaking, okay, I may have to put this back and go find my toy kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, that's how good it is because you're like dark, 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 dark. Whoa. (laughs) that oh that was hot that was that hot that shouldn't have been hot you know but it does i wanted to do that yes she writes a lot longer books than i do but she just opens that whole emotional side of you where it your heart starts pounding your chest warms your loins everything starts weeping you know whatever you want to say it poetically and so she is my main like she is my my gandhi Oh, dark romance. <laughs> well, now I'm start searching her books then, because I will be <laughs> honest. I've started to read some of these, and I am not interested. Just... Yeah, they they start off slow, definitely, but they're That's intense. Fine. Yeah, like if, as if long as I know the, the intensity is coming, I that's even better if I know yeah. that the intensity is coming. You yeah. know, yeah, Ooh, it's definitely something okay. you probably need to read when you're you're ready to fully relax. Got because it. Because you're gonna get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's gonna come in. I'm gonna be crying. Go away. Oh, I've, I've gotten angry. I'm like, what? What? Oh, sorry. I'm not mad at you. I'm I'm mad at Crow. So I'm mad at this book right now. I'm so mad at Crow. Oh Lord, I love it. That's good. Well, we've covered a lot today, and yeah. I, we super appreciate that. So, Shay, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank if you. if people want to find your books, they want to connect with you. They want to. How can they do that? Give us the rundown. As of right now, since I'm my own publisher, a one-man show, it's just on Amazon right now. My newest release, Chained Truth, which is a in the Roma galaxy, is on Kindle Unlimited. Otherwise, they're all just on ebook and paperback. But yeah, they're, they're pretty much just on Amazon right now. But a lot of my stuff, I, I promo on my Instagram and, and stuff like that. That's my main... That's my main yeah. chat. <laughs> and that's, if I have this correct, that is Shay, S-H-A-E dot 
Kuhn, C-O-O-N, author. Yes, sir. Great. And that's how that we are going to encourage everyone to start following you. Check Thank out some you. of your stuff. Read a ton of your a ton of your material. <laughs> we can Please. show you you're going to have a good time doing it. So <laughs> having said that, for another episode of Come With KC, we're your hosts. I'm Dr. Casey Sanders. And I'm Carrie Sanders. We'll see you next time.